0: For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive.
2: That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is John Shoot. He is CEO and co-founder. He's got a, a couple of things going on, but we're going to talk to him about the work they're doing in cannabis, about the work they're doing helping cannabis companies really figure out how to develop their brand, develop their products, go to market. You know, this is a really interesting aspect of the cannabis industry as things mature and develop. It's kind of really taking strategic looks at questions of branding and creative and messaging. Those are all going to to be key for companies that are going to be successful going forward, really kind of figuring out who their markets are, how to address them. We're getting more sophisticated in cannabis, (laughs) and so these things are going to become more and more
3: important as the industry develops. So I'm excited to have John on the program.
2: With that, John, welcome to the program.
3: Hey, Bruce. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate being on here with you. Yeah, Yeah, likewise.
2: So let's do a little bit of background. Tell us about, you know, professionally, what your background was, how cannabis came up, how you got into cannabis. Let's get a little bit of the backstory, and then we can talk about the company.
3: On the work you're doing? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I, right after I got my uh, MBA specializing in project management, I started working down at a nightclub uh, as the marketing and operations manager uh, at a club down in South Florida. So it's kind of right out of the school gate, you know, my first big professional career. You know, prior to that, I was bartender, server, (laughs) landscaper, you know, just paying my way through school and everything. So, yeah, that kind of dove me into the you know managerial perspective and also, you know, combining that with the marketing side of things and creating that alignment. And, you know, I, I'm not really I wasn't really a nightlife guy, you know, more so like going to live music rather than a nightclub. So I think you know, I brought in kind of like a fresh perspective and I ran a, a bunch of really, really successful campaigns for them. and mm-hmm. I just learned a ton about you know what works and what doesn't you know the ins and outs of the crazy evolution of social media and you know, how websites work and how ranking works on Google and all that fun stuff. And uh, you know when I was down there, I kind of re- you know I, I mentioned before it wasn't really like my forte, but it was fun being creative and kind of just realized that, you know, wasn't, you know, I wasn't really as passionate or like fulfilled as I kind of thought I was gonna be having a great, you know, job right out of the gate. And, you know, simultaneously, I, that same, you know, year I was down there a year or so, I had a ton of friends struggling with opiates. Yeah. and um, also lost a few friends, had some in rehab. Some actually from where I grew up in Jersey, ended up down in Florida, where I was going yeah. to rehabs there. And it kind of really affected me emotionally. And you know, I was already a huge cannabis advocate and consumer, and you know realized the um, potential it had. And this was five, six years ago. So even, you know, before even all the recent research has come out mm-hmm. and recent legalizations. And, uh, you know, I kind of just put my two weeks in down there and moved back home and, you know, applied to, I think I was like, I went on indeed.com and, Research cannabis, and one job popped up. If you type it in now, I think millions pop yeah, up. But I was but, just gonna uh, say that's yeah, not you know, like the <laughs> only the only position that popped up on all of Indeed when you type cannabis, and it was for uh, being a marketing director of this contract manufacturing facility, and right outside San Fran, uh, it's like kind of Sacramento area. And uh, they were kind of doing like the formulations and chemistry and then leading into the packaging and the bottling and uh, just kind of a one stop shop for brands that produce Mm -hmm. their products. So I took that job and uh, really learned a lot because there's so much involved with manufacturing a cannabis product from the rules to the intricacies and so I learned all the terminology, how things work, you know, the ins and outs of the relationships of being a brand and it being in a dispensary and California is a really, really unique market. So it was kind of like a crash course. And uh, they, on top of marketing their facility, they also had like in-house brands. So I learned, you know, how cannabis marketing works from like a B2B side of things and then also on the B2C side of things. And I, we got them, me and my intern at the time, we got them like tons of leads uh, and closed deals. Just from our organic social media and newsletter um, campaigns and strategies we were implementing. Nothing even that crazy. You know, it was just (laughs) the rules back then, even though they were strict, they just weren't as refined as they are now. So we were getting away with a little bit more. On uh, like Facebook in particular and uh, Instagram than we would be, you know, two three years after that. So um, they've locked
2: it down. I mean, they've tightened up how they how yeah, they enforce I mean, it, or how they was, apply their
3: policies. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it was even tightened up then. It always has been, but there just wasn't as many people doing it you know where now it's like so you're under the radar yeah now you're under the radar because like so many people are doing it so it forced them to tighten up their ship type of thing so yeah 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 so you know i was doing that for five six months and getting paid like basically nothing i think it was like a thousand bucks a month or something like that, and <laughs> yeah. uh, making them all this money, and my intern wasn't getting paid, and they both they sent us this like email that they were going to get this salary and all these benefits, and it was going to be this great thing for us. And my intern quit her job. I still wasn't working because I was just banking on this because I was doing Jeez. such a great job. And then yeah, like a month before I got married. Um, they were just like, oh yeah, never mind. Like, <laughs> <It's> uh, like- <laughs> um, yeah, like we can't do that now. So I was like, oh great. You know, going into my wedding with no money, no job. Oh, um, yeah. so that went over well with my fiance at the time <laughs> and, uh, now wife. But, uh, yeah. anyway, it's still wife, I am assuming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, That's a whole story in itself. But, uh, no, she's always been supportive. I, I wouldn't no, actually good. be able to do, uh, yeah. what I do without her. She's actually our legal advisor too so yeah very I grateful for her, her support and I, all my family's support I mean you know I was 13 years old my mom was crying when she found weed at my room and yeah. now she smokes joints at me and you know supports everything <laughs> I do so it's crazy how times change yeah, uh, did you have any
2: I mean, this is always a question I love asking guests in terms of you know when they kind of came out as a cannabis professional was there any consequence I mean did you have any like
3: friends or extended oh family yeah or who, I mean who was, it was horrible yeah. it, it was like I was like I was telling this this morning to my brother-in-law and like, yeah, I was judged by my classmates at both high schools. I ended up going to Mm -hmm. Um, all my neighbors weren't really allowed to hang out with me or some of them, you know, and then like I was on soccer and stuff and I wasn't allowed to drive in their cars, you know, because Jersey still is, you know, still behind on the times. And what's crazy is, you know, people would be like, oh, you're, you know, you're a drug addict and, you know, you are going to ruin your life. And I'm like, yeah. man, and now, you know, looking back, and I'm like, man, like, I excelled in school. I got a master's degree. I run my own cannabis agency now. I've helped uh-huh. people all over the country, and a lot of them ended up, you know, ruining their lives on a trip.
2: <laughs> So it's, it's just crazy now, now how— they're looking to coming to you for a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and
3: they have. And they, they have. Yeah, people who judge me, like, my relationship with them now is completely different. Same thing with parents. You know, the parents whose kids who weren't allowed to hang out with me— now they're asking me for advice. Yeah. (laughs) So it is crazy. You know, it's, been a, like a mental... there's got to be a little satisfaction in that oh totally man <laughs> totally. I, there is a ton of satisfaction but the I'm ride sure. to get to the, that point you know was very interesting especially like yeah. how impressionable I was at like my younger age and like you know I took a lot of that commentary and took it personally but at the same time I think that's actually where like a lot of my motivation stemmed yeah. from you know, I it, yeah. it was like yeah like you know okay I'm still going to consume this because you know I, I realized now it's like I have such bad like ADD I think that's why I did it because it slowed things down for me and I didn't want to take Adderall or my mom wouldn't let me take it actually so yeah it's like wow this medicine is actually helping me do better at sports and school and you know why are people judging me you know I was just like, I'm going to continue to do what feels right and Yeah. And now I do that still and it worked out. But yeah, the journey to get there has been crazy. But yeah, there's definitely a uh, mental celebration that occurs in my my head when I think about Uh, it or talk about it. But but yeah, so um, yeah. So anyway, I was jobless, moneyless and, you know, kind of felt really bad for my intern. And her and I kind of hopped on the call just to kind of vent. And we were just like, yeah, like how did this happen? We made them so much, like made this company made so much money. Like, why would they drop us? Why wouldn't they want to keep that going? And, uh, anyway, so we were like, we should just start our own company, you know, like (laughs) we should just do this on our own. And, you know, we were missing, you know, like we were talented at what we did, but we were missing kind of like that web guy, you know, that website guy and like a good photo video guy. And, uh, my friend who I grew up with, also lived in Denver at the time. My intern lived in Pennsylvania and uh you know he was kinda like we were just at the skate park one day and I brought it up to him and he's like, Yeah, we we should just do it. Like let's have it like I'll introduce me to Katie. This is my yeah. partner, Shane it's so, like introduce me to Katie and we'll have a conversation and we'll, you know, Create a logo and just do this thing. So we had a conversation and uh, yeah, we decided to just kind of full send it. I was kind of responsible and like, you know, for setting up the, you know, LLC and like getting all the business side of things set up. And he worked on the branding and the website. And then Katie kind of set up all the social media and like helped with the messaging and like our deck and stuff that we were working with. And uh, it's funny because we were originally supposed to, we originally wanted to be called like Lit Labs. (laughs) And uh, the domain wasn't available. So Mm. we were like, oh, let's do like puff something. And um, we were like, we can't, we should just do one f because there's like Puffco and there's like a yeah, few other Puffco
2: Puff has been on the up he was <laughs> on uh a while ago so yeah I yeah know, exactly I know <laughs> and yeah
3: i'm sure they hate us because like all this we, we it's either them or us popping up in the puf searches dueling you're dueling yeah, we're for search dominance even though we're not a competitor and yeah. i like love them you know but uh they probably yeah they're probably like oh he's posers but anyway the uh so we're like, we can't do two Fs and let's do it like in one word where it's like puff creative and he made the logo we have, but he he forgot to put the E at the end and he was like, oh shit, like I forgot the E. <laughs> and we were like, dude, we should just leave it without it. the E. Yeah. And yeah, and that's kind of how it happened. Uh, and uh, I think it's better because it's kind of our thing. Yeah. Um, like we, so we... On top of a few other things, I can talk about, and you know, when we get to it, that we've launched. Um, we also have a non-cannabis agency that we've been slowly getting ready to launch. That we're going to be launching here in the next, like, over the summer. It's not really our priority, but uh, it's called Creative Collective. And the, uh, the E at the end, of creative, uh, we took off. So it's kind of going to be, uh, it's it. just like our thing, you know, it's like our signature <laughs> now, a uh, beautiful mistake, I guess. Um, yeah.
2: So, yeah. yeah. So it's You're going to have to drop, you're, you're going to have to go by uh, S-H-U-T. Yeah, drop your I D. know,
3: I know, <laughs> just shut down. I know, that's going to be, <laughs> yeah. And it, you know what, it's like, I love the name and it, it works well because it's short, um, yeah. it's shorter than spelling everything out, but yeah. Uh, You know, sometimes like it gets confusing for it does get a little confusing. But at this point, I just I'm like, we've been around for, you know, for four years now. And, you know, we've also launched our uh, community program, Cannabis Doing Good. You know, we've Mm -hmm. raised close to one hundred thousand dollars these past 21 months for nonprofits all over the country. And then uh, next week, we're actually going to be launching uh, our nonprofit through like with our Cannabis Doing Good partners called the Cannabis Impact Fund. And uh, the mission of that is to promote a racial justice, heal the planet, and support communities in need yeah. um, by kind of leveraging the, the conscious cannabis sector of, of the market. Because there's definitely a non a conscious sector uh, that you know that's yeah. out there. So,
2: well, and how what's been the kind of unifying theme or vision for you uh, with these different? Entities. I mean, if, if you're kind of kind of summarize the impact you hope to have uh, with all these things, what do you really want to achieve?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's funny. I mean, the reason, like I mentioned earlier on, like the main reason I even got in it was because you know I obviously was self-met, you know, using it myself, and you know I, the, the opiate thing was really the main factor. Like I had all this passion about educating people. On like a mass scale about the possibilities of cannabis because I'm like, man, not only would it probably chill people the hell out, but so many people need it. You know, it's like the science behind the, the way cannabinoids break down and us having an entire endocannabinoid system. Um, mm-hmm. And even like in infancy, when you're born, like there's even cannabinoid traces in breast milk. Um, it's such a critical part of like the human body, yeah. and we're, we've been resisting it mainly because of racial issues that have taken place in our country, which is really sad. But so it really has always come from a good place for me. These programs that have been developed, I think are because of that's, You know, I think like when people start companies, they start them for certain reasons. And, you know, so mine has always been to help educate and promote and, and do good. And how these programs kind of fell into place was me just doing what felt right. And like we like my first year at Puff Creative on our year anniversary, we threw an event for the Colorado Coalition Against Sexual Assault. And leading up to the event, I couldn't find a nonprofit to work with Puff Creative because of the cannabis stuff. Really interesting. So I got introduced to Courtney and Kelly of Klein Colorado, who specialize in you know what some refer to as corporate social responsibility um, they've termed the term cannabis social responsibility and they kind of were advising and you know mentoring consulting people on their csr programs and how to connect their dispensaries and cannabis to community and give back to you know like same things we just talked about you know racial injustice uh, equity and Mm -hmm. uh, environmental and community programs Uh, because it's such a hard bridge to gap not only in colorado but all over our country. So they were kind of working on that. They connected me with the nonprofit I worked with and the event turned out great. It was like my first event ever in Denver. I did myself through Puff Creative and I I didn't really know anyone. Like I kind of used to just like, yeah, I knew a few like key people in the industry then and I just did this event and I felt like people were like, who the hell are these? <laughs> you know, like these guys are just like all over the internet, and like they're doing this charity event, and like a ton of people came. It was a success, and then like two or three months later, you know, I circled back with Courtney Kelly and was, you know, like, hey, like, can we just talk about planning a, you know, a second version of this event because I wanted to be bigger, better, you know, raise more money, mm-hmm. and we went out to coffee, and they were kind of, you know, they were asking me like. same thing you're asking me now, like, why are you doing this? Like, Mm -hmm. what's the reason? Like, you know, like, what are you trying to get out of this and do? And I was just like, I basically kind of just, you know, really went outside the box and was like, I really am just trying to change the world. Like I want to, people should know about this and people should all have access to this. And that's why I do marketing is because I can plug into brands that we believe in and have the same aligned morals and together, you know, we can all educate and bring kind of create this ecosystem of good people and make a difference. And I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I'm and then I'm like, yeah, it's just an idea. Like I don't really know how to do like execute this, but I can do another event and that's all I know I can do, like realistically. Yeah. And they're like, well, we actually have an entire business model for exactly what you want to do, but we don't have marketing. So that's how kind of cannabis doing good formed. And um right. They already had branding. So we kind of set up like all their the website and all the marketing and helped plan all the events and did all the content for that. And, you know, you go to cannabisdoinggood.com and check out all the events we've done all over the country the past year. And, we've, you know, like I said, we raised almost like $100,000 now for different organizations all over the country for all different causes and have partnered with some of the biggest names in cannabis and non-cannabis. Like we recently did an event, you know, this last MJ BizCon with like our partners were marijuana business daily and universal music group, like they're owned. that's by universal studios. Like, you know, so never thought I'd be doing shit like that, but yeah. uh, very grateful. And then, yeah, that that's now so cool. has, we've done so many good things. I met, met so many great people and have people who really believe in us and see, you know, like action, how our actions have spoke louder than even our words. And, um, We partnered with two law firms like two weeks ago and pushed through this 501c3 in like a day or two because we had had so much support. Why do you think you have so
2: much support? I mean, is there something about, I mean, uh, what do you think you're tapping into, I guess, in terms of
3: the internet, I think that we're tapping into, we're creating... Visual and mess, visions, uh, visions and messaging around things like I don't think people like on a national scale have ever really thought, even global have never really thought that cannabis can do so much good besides even just getting people high. You Mm -hmm. know, like we're exposing how it helps people with all different kinds of health issues and how it helps churches put food in their cupboards and how. All of a sudden, this family who is homeless now has a home because of we're helping, you know, organizations that provide homeless homes and we're mm-hmm. feeding hungry during world pandemics. You know, it's just we're kind of breaking down the stigma and this barrier uh, that's been rooted into our society for, you know, 100 years now, even longer. And I think that because we've done, you know, we, we've actually executed so many successful campaigns and have the content and the the backing behind it. People are truly believing in it. And you know, one thing I, I know, I, and it's funny, like I'm sure, and I know for a fact, like I'm sure there's people that probably, you know, everyone's like judgmental or, you know, probably has their opinions about, you know, Puff Creative and all of our programs that we mm-hmm. run or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, I don't have time to, um, you know, really hate or judge anyone we really come from a good place and i think people are truly starting to see that and yeah. i think that's what kind of separates you know certain people from others you know our intentions are always good and i think everyone maybe makes mistakes or maybe doesn't do something correctly but uh i think if you come from a good place and are truly passionate and believe in something you can really do anything and get people to hop on the train you know what i mean but um yeah. Yeah, I, just I always
2: th- said that. And you know, you're doing something right when you start getting sued.
3: <laughs> yeah, you do. That's so funny that you say that. I, man, you're the second person that said that to me. I. <laughs> That cracks me up. I was out to eat one time with uh, another agency we actually collaborate with. They do some guest blogging, actually, for Cannabis Doing Good. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we do some of our referral programs. But yeah, we were out to coffee and I was kind of venting to him about that we were getting sued for two suits that it was like weren't even our clients. It was like these brands that, I think sponsored some events we did and yeah. somehow we got involved in these lawsuits for stuff yeah. we didn't even do. And that's what the guy says. He's like, yeah, you know, you're doing something right, man. This is part <laughs> of the, welcome to the, to the game, you know? No, 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 that's exactly right. <laughs> okay, right and so where do, where do you hope all this leads like what's the goal
2: whether it's you know a couple years out whether it's a decade out where like what do you want to achieve with all this
3: you know it's a tough question because mm. I'm a huge you know, being a project it. man <laughs> well yeah well you know it's, it's it's a constant battle actually with me because like being a project manager like I'm very yeah. about realistic like goals and expectations and like actually mm-hmm. having something that you can attain and i've I've really have reached a lot of goals. In the past couple of years that I I thought were going to take longer. But I think like as you grow and as you scale and as you hire more people and any entrepreneur can tell you this, but it just gets way, you know, there's way more complicated and way more problems. So my goal, I think right now, if I had to say it and what I want to see out of all this is, is that at the end of the day, when I, you know, I just know that I gave this my all you know, I'm going to do, I want to do, make sure I just always do what feels right. I want to make my agency to continue to be a success. And I want to be able to pay my employees what they deserve and be a great leader and see Puff Creative, you know, succeed. But I also really want to, I really want to change the world. Yeah. I want to, and I really think that, you know, you need, Puff Creative needs to exist to fuel the fire of cannabis doing good and now our nonprofit. And I want to see this nonprofit succeed and take off. And, um, the end goal is it's like tough to pinpoint because there's just so many factors, but yeah, I think right now my head's at just in the place where I want to just know that I gave this my all and mm-hmm. that, uh, along the ride, you know, I learned all the lessons that are going to make you know me a better person and better leader. So yeah. these organizations flourish and people can, you know, benefit from all of this. Yeah. Cause I think that the potential is just like, it's a kind of endless right now, but there's so much uncertainty with like the world, Mm-hmm. Um, it's so interesting you know, to be yeah. in a position like this it's really interesting but I know everyone individually is just in an interesting situation so
2: yeah yeah no it's a big it's a big reset for a lot of a lot of businesses a lot of individuals it's, it's a non-trivial set of changes everyone's going through I'm curious what you know as you've went from the hired marketing director with an intern to you know running these companies you know starting new nonprofits and what are some of the things you've had to change about your own kind of approach leadership style management management style you know just what's been in
3: your kind of personal development as part of this process i think that there was like some pretty like a one thing i think i've really developed is just patience um (laughs) because you didn't have any before (laughs) It's not that i I think i actually i think i did but you know i think i had like a very like gung-ho and like aggressive approach to things And I think I had like expectations of like people. And when I kind of like just became more patient and um, kind of dropped those expectations and just like worked on my communication skills a bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, those are like my big things is just like patience, communication and uh, managing my personal stress levels. Those were the morals before. I think that that's still something I practice. But, you know, the biggest thing for me recently since the whole Pandemic and mm-hmm. you know the the world now tuning into the racial injustice that's been taking place in our country for so long and it's mm-hmm. so sad and I've completely adapted my uh, mentality and you know like I with both like in professional you know and personal with like you know clients and my staff and uh, I'm so focused on mental health I think yeah. that's like maybe one of the most important things for anyone, but, you know, especially being in a leadership role, you know, I think that if my mental health is in a good space, I think that reflects on to my staff, you know, my peers, the people I love in my life. Um, I think yeah. that's really, really important for people to realize. I give my staff, if they need time off, anytime. and We do, mm-hmm. like, meditation and, like, yoga together. and We talk about, and, you know, as a team and individually, you know, about all the problems that are taking place. And, you know, we create content and creative ways to get the messaging out there the right way. And same thing with clients too. You know, we actually dropped I think three clients during the pandemic nicely. I mean you know, we gave them, you know, a month notice and mm-hmm. you know, didn't hold their assets from them or anything. But I was just kind of really blunt with them and you know, I, you know, it's like nothing personal, but you know, you're causing, you know, you're causing mental distress for my employees and myself yeah. and you know, it's just not worth it. And before this all happened, I don't know if I would have done that mm-hmm. because I was so focused on, we got to make money and oh, I can't lose five grand right now because that's going to, you know, but mm-hmm. when you change that mindset and you prioritize like what's important it comes back because now we're getting way better clients all like we're all of our clients right now are just they treat us really well They're, you know obviously there's always going to be tension and, and uh, things that go wrong but you can have a conversation and overcome anything you yeah. know so yeah i think the biggest lesson is just you prioritize what's important and sacrifice in the short term uh, i think that anyone can be better off in the long term and it's everything's like everything for me now is just a long term perspective and like what's sustainable. Mm. Uh, right now, ment- prioritizing mental health is really the only thing that you can sustain a business. You know, like I don't see any of my staff or any of my clients in person. So I had, I, you know, you need to prioritize those things to make sure because if you're not seeing people every day or talking to them every day and it's just digital communication. Some things can slip through the cracks, so
2: yeah, absolutely.
3: So yeah, I, th- I hope that answers your question. <laughs>
2: no, it does. I, I mean, I spend a lot of time coaching CEOs, and and I have a couple of phrases that I use a lot, which you hit on. One is uh, the key to happiness is low expectations. <laughs> right? So it's just like, hey, the you know, you manage your own expectations around things. You're you're not going to be you're not going to be stuck in the world of kind of this disappointment because that's gonna that's gonna give you limited options, right? And if you manage your expectations, it it keeps the possibility of lots of things still on the table, and, and then put on your own. Oxygen mass first is when I use a lot, right? So, like, you got to take care of yourself. If you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of your people. So, the most successful CEOs are ones that are really aware of their own personal needs and their 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 physical health, their mental health, their mindset, and they do an excellent job managing those things because because otherwise, they can't show up strong for for the yeah. Of and then
3: it was like when this all like when the you know when COVID first started, it was like this big panic, you know, and I, I panicked personally and was just working yeah. like. I thought that I could like save everything in like tw- you know a week and like fix all these problems that were going to come up and when I and then I was like just like I could like I, you know I was just, like staying up late at night working and then like the next day you know I was like real snippy with like my staff and like mm-hmm. you know like I you know, I didn't communicate a project properly and like my email I was like a lot of grammatical errors and like that's not me I, you know and then it just it was just a huge self reflection. And yeah, I just started, you know, waking up earlier and working out and making sure like my juices were flowing and I had all my Absolutely. vitamins before I even hopped on a call, I started work that day, or even looked at my phone or laptop and, you know, cut things off at five, five thirty, um, so I could, you know, rest and fuel my body and stretch and get a good night rest so I could, you know, be a hundred percent throughout the day. And, you know, I think in the beginning of like Puff Creative and all this, I, I definitely would put in crazy, crazy hours and you know, not saying that um, it was the best thing for me then, but when you're first starting, I think a startup or any business, and you're young, you know, I think I was like 26 or something when it first started, or yeah, maybe yeah, 26. You kind of got to put yourself through the ringer. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't think I would have learned the lessons that I've learned during this crazy time in the world if I didn't put myself personally through the ringer and make you know these mistakes and come with all these like realizations. So yeah, I, you know, I appreciate that recognition and I appreciate you communicating to other leaders that same type of message because I think it's important, especially in this world. you know if you're in a leadership role, whether it's small or large, it's the time that everyone needs to come together and start practicing these things because it's a trickle down effect on the rest of yeah. our society. You know business and uh, personal life is kind of like one for me. So it's a real that, that balancing knack is, is a key ingredient to it all. Yeah, yeah, and
2: not not to get too philosophical, but it's one of the reasons I do what I do, which is you know if I can help leaders be more successful and be more balanced and you know use good sustainable principles, I know that's going to trickle down, right? That's the, yeah. that's how I can leverage my impact on the world. So it's, it's definitely point, part of my strategy. Take my hat to you, <laughs> yeah. John. This has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, more about Puff Creative, about the other organizations and the nonprofits and all that, what's the best way to get that
3: information? So yeah, you want to strongly keep in mind the spelling mistakes we made. Made early on so it's uh so on social media we're uh puff, like just at puff creative all all the different platforms on everything so it's at p u f c r e a t i v all one word and then same thing with our website puffcreative.com creative.com cannabis doing good you know cannabis doing and then our uh our impact fund is called cannabis impact if you do want to check out our non-cannabis agency that's creative without the e creative collective.com and uh yeah you know puff creative is really you know if you tune into that you're going to get updates on all this stuff and kind of see uh this is the history and background behind it all and then we'll link to all these other programs so and then yeah my my personal social media is uh at john shoot so j-o-h-n-s-h-u-t-e underscore so at john shoot underscore so um yeah looking forward to uh connecting with anyone any, anyone can reach out to me anytime. Yeah, I'll make sure all the links and the handles are in show notes so people can cool, click thanks. through and get the right spellings <laughs> and
2: click through and get that information. There's no no uh, confusion. Uh, John, there's has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today.
3: Yeah, you too. Yeah, you too. Uh, and I hope you have a good rest of the week, Bruce. I appreciate it.
1: You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, Download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter.